Hello everyone and welcome to the last episode in my podcast series. Today's episode we will be covering melanoma, including what it is, how dangerous it is, who can get it, what it looks like and the removal process. The second topic we're going to cover is the importance of skin checks and early diagnosis. So let's start with what is melanoma? A melanoma is a mutation of cells beginning in the melanocyte, which is the cell that is responsible for producing the colour in our skin. Melanoma is the least common form of skin cancer, however it is by far the most dangerous. They can appear on both sun-exposed skin and skin that doesn't get a lot of exposure, so it's beneficial to take note of any new or changing spots in any area of the body. Anyone can get melanoma, and it's important to note that there is a genetic aspect to it as well, so knowing your family's medical history is essential. Melanomas grow very quickly, and in as little as six weeks can develop enough to become life-threatening. Not only are they fast-growing, melanomas can metastasize and quickly spread to other areas of the body. If caught early enough, there is a high survival rate. However, if the lesion has grown large and has burrowed deep into the skin, treatment can become complicated and removal becomes difficult. Melanomas, like squamous cell carcinomas, can arise on their own or can arise from a changing pre-existing lesion. There are four categories of melanomas. Superficial spreading melanoma. This type arises due to sun exposure and sits superficially in the skin for a longer amount of time before growing deeper down into the skin. It is also the most commonly seen. This type looks like a flat, asymmetrical patch that may have different shades of brown, gray, blue, and black in it. The next type is the lentigo maligna melanoma. This type arises due to consistent and constant sun exposure, usually on the neck and head of adults over 40. This type is usually a dark blue or black uneven patch, although it can have shades of brown in it as well. Acral lentiginous melanoma. This type appears only on the hands and the feet. It is more often seen on darker skin types and progresses quicker than the first two types as well. This can look like a dark spot and can appear underneath the fingers or toenails as well. The final type is nodular melanoma. This is the most dangerous type and contributes to the most amount of melanoma deaths. It grows and becomes invasive very quickly. However, it looks different to your typical melanoma as it can appear as a pink or red symmetrical raised lump. The next factor to take into account is the stage of skin cancer. Melanoma malignancies range from stage zero through to stage four. Stage zero is where the melanoma is new and very small less than 0.1 millimetres. Stage one is where the cancer is still quite small and is in the upper layer of the skin, less than two millimetres. Stage two is where the cancer is more than two millimetres and has not spread yet. Stage three is where the cancer has begun to spread. This may be approximately two centimetres away from the starting point or into nearby lymph nodes. And stage four is where the cancer has spread to other parts of the body that are further away. Now that we've gone through a breakdown of the types and stages of melanoma, let's go through some stats and facts. 
Each year in Australia, there are more than 15,000 new cases diagnosed of melanoma. Melanoma is the most common cancer seen in young people aged under 25 years old. And melanoma results in over 1,700 deaths in Australia each year. When it comes to removing melanoma, the severity of the procedure and aftercare depends on the diagnosed stage. For the early stages, surgical removal on its own is often enough and a certain amount of excess tissue is also removed to ensure full clearance. For the later stages, these will also be surgically removed with even more of a clearance border, along with surgical removal of lymph nodes if it is spread. Radiotherapy is also recommended post-operatively. The more the cancer has spread, the less effective the treatment will be, the less options the doctors will have, and the higher the chance of mortality. If the cancer has spread and a substantial amount of tissue needs to be removed, it can result in significant scarring and disfigurement. The next topic in this podcast series that I'm going to talk about is the importance of early detection and what you can do to ensure that you're taking the right precautions that might save your life. We all know now that we need to wear sunscreen and protect ourselves from UV radiation. However, you can't hide from the sun forever and past behaviour might still pose a risk. This is where your skin checks come in. Skin checks can be done a few ways and should be done at least every six months. The first way is to perform them as best as you can on yourself and on your family and friends. It's always good to have someone you feel comfortable with to help you with the hard to see areas. So let's run through this process. Start by getting undressed and standing in front of the mirror. Beginning with your face, screen the area for any spots or lesions on your skin and continue down your body one section at a time, remembering to check all the little nooks and crannies, including between your fingers and toes, underneath your nails and toenails, underneath your feet and the genital area as well. Once you've done the whole front side of your body, it's time to move onto the back side. This is where having a second set of eyes is helpful because it can be difficult to see um, your back on your own. If you don't have someone else to help you, that's okay though. You can grab a handheld mirror to help you see as best you can on your own. The last step is to then check your scalp as well. Again, it's easier if you have some help. Section any hair out of the way bit by bit to ensure that you've covered the whole area. So what are you looking for exactly? The first thing is any new spots, sores, moles or patches that you don't recall being there before. The second is changes to any existing lesions. This could include an increase in size, a change in shape or colour, becoming raised, being itchy or bleeding or anything else that is different at all. To help you with this, you can use the ABCDE guide for melanoma. A stands for asymmetry. So you're looking for anything that looks weird or strange. If you cut that spot in half, are the two halves going to look different? B is for border. You're looking for edges that are irregular or strange. C is for color. Are there multiple colors in the one lesion? Are the colors the same or different to any other spots on your body? D is for diameter. Is the spot getting larger in size? And E stands for evolving. Are there any spots that are changing? The next thing to always consider is your age, 
skin type? Do you have fair skin with freckling? Um, the average amount of sun exposure that you get and the amount of moles on your body. While everyone should be doing skin checks regularly, if you are one of those people who is at higher risk of developing skin cancer, you should be even more diligent. If you follow these steps and cues, you'll be able to do a thorough at-home check. If you notice anything suspicious at all, you should book an appointment to see your GP or dermatologist as soon as possible because early detection can save your life. If sometimes you don't remember what things look like, a tip you can do is to take photos of lesions that you're unsure about and put them in an album on your phone. And then in six months later, you can take photos of them again. And that might make these things a little bit clearer for you to see. The second way for you to go about your skin checks is to book in an appointment at your GP or dermatologist regularly, and they can check your body as well. Finally, if you're someone who has a lot of moles or freckles on their body, which can make it difficult to monitor, or if you have had skin cancer before or have a family history of it, it may be beneficial to have, someone, to have something called mole mapping done. This is where you go to a practitioner that focuses on skin cancer, and they will perform an in-depth screening process of each lesion on your body, measuring them and photographing them to really keep track of anything that might change. While this can be somewhat expensive, it might just save your life. So the last thing to do today is share the remaining few anonymous stories. So let's get on to that. The first story for today is a 28-year-old male. So who noticed the lesion, yourself or someone else, and what did it look like? Were you concerned and did you get it checked immediately? He answered, I noticed it. It was on my chest. It looked like a mole that was very dark but had a pink ring around it. I monitored it for a couple of months, but when it didn't change, that's when I decided to go to the GP. He referred me to a skin specialist and it was a couple of months before I could get the appointment to see him. Um, I was not concerned at this point. Do you spend a lot of time in the sun and do you wear sunscreen every time you're exposed? As a young man, I spent a lot of time in the sun. Sunscreen was definitely not a thing. However, I used to cover myself in reef oil. Describe the removal process and any pain or scarring that you might have. I initially felt the pain of the needle. After that, I didn't feel much, but I was left with three stitches across my chest Luckily, I'm left with no scarring um, because the specialist that did it had quite a lot of experience. What did the biopsy show? Was it a skin cancer? The biopsy actually came back as a melanoma and I was lucky to have caught it um, when I did. Do you think this experience has made you more conscious of sun exposure and using sun protection? He answered, yes. I always cover up now and I never go out in direct sun without sunscreen. I know that I got lucky. Are you now more likely to get regular skin checks for new lesions and changes in existing lesions? He replied, yes, I always go to the specialist at a minimum of once a year and I get all of my existing lesions checked as well. The final story in this series is about a 34-year-old male. So who noticed the lesion, yourself or someone else, and what did it look like? Were you concerned and did you get it checked immediately? My girlfriend noticed it on my back. It looked like a very uneven dark patch that had lots of different colours in it. 
Once she saw that, I waited a couple of months before I went to the doctor because I wasn't concerned about it. Do you spend a lot of time in the sun and do you wear sunscreen every time you're exposed? No, I don't spend a lot of time in the sun and when I go to the beach, I did normally put sunscreen on. Describe the removal process and any pain or scarring that you might have. Initially, I went to the GP and immediately after seeing the lesion, he sent me straight to a skin specialist who confirmed that it was likely a melanoma prior to removal, but said it would depend on the biopsy. Soon after, I went in for surgery and had it removed. I was left with quite a lot of stitches and it was pretty painful because the area that it was in moved a lot as I moved my body. I'm left with a scar that stretches quite a bit down my back. What did the biopsy show? Was it a skin cancer? Yes, the biopsy came back as a melanoma. Do you think this experience has made you more conscious of sun exposure and using sun protection? Yes, it does concern me that I had a melanoma, even though I didn't spend a lot of time in the sun and I was wearing sunscreen. So now I'm even more diligent when I am in the sun because clearly I can develop them regardless. And are you now more likely to get regular skin checks for new lesions and changes for existing lesions? Yes, I go to get checked every six months and especially after summer. Alrighty, and that brings us to the end of this assignment and podcast series. Thank you to everyone who followed along and tuned in. Doing this assignment not only taught me more than I realised, but it gave me a passion to continue to provide SunSmart education to the community. I hope you all learned something and got a lot out of these episodes and will walk away and begin a safer, more SunSmart lifestyle. Thanks again. Bye.